Hello, horror movie fans, and welcome to Horror Zone 607. You know us, we're the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm Spooky Mike C, back in the studio on a new night. We're recording during the week again. No more weekend recordings. So this uh, Yay. It feels a little different. It feels there's, there's some kind of magic in the air. It feels like when we originally started doing this show. And that's fun. That's great. And also what's great is sitting next to me is the co-host of Horror Zone 607, my co-pilot, my brother-in-arms. And I'll tell you right now, I once witnessed this guy strangle someone with a cordless telephone. He's rich. That's right. I love, love, love strangling people with telephones. And as far as being back on weekdays, yeah. Woo-hoo. Celebrate good times. I wish I could say that this is just freeing me up to do whatever I want now that I work a Monday through Friday, nine to five, or <laughs> as you call it. Uh, but uh, it really doesn't because I still have a ton of stuff to do. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's a no joke that uh, our good friend Tyler Mack from 30 and Nerdy Podcast says that I am the hardest working man in indie podcasting. And uh, I'm starting that. to really believe that shit. And it's uh, wearing on me only because New York Comic Con is looming upon us. It's coming in like a phoenix. It's getting closer and closer. And uh, yeah, in between now and then, I'm booked fucking solid. So uh, I'm glad that we could go back to weekdays. Uh, and it's, it's nice, though, because I think horror works best in the middle of the week. Because normally we're going to be recording on Wednesday, which means for our Patreon fans, they will be getting the show Wednesday night. Yep. And for everybody else, you will be getting the show on Thursday. But this week, this week, because I got to say it, man, because it is... Spooky Mike C's birthday. <laughs> that is right. His Spooky Mike C's birthday is officially the day that you'll hear this unless you're listening on Patreon. Because on Patreon, technically, it's the day before right now. That's when we're recording. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. But that's why we're not doing it. And uh, Mike C, I got a guess for you. Just for your birthday. Wow. Can you believe I pulled this guy? I, to be honest with you, I did tell him he was in a large stadium to get him to come, but right, y- you know, right. I just threw some headphones with some crowd cheering, yeah, into his ears. But I can't believe he's here. He's here for you. The one, the only, Stevie Wonder is in the studio. That's this right, week. And, and he's about to sing "Happy Birthday" to Mike C. This is the greatest birthday present ever. I know. There it is. This is for me to you. Wow. This is better than the time I got a pony. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Mike. So Thank you. Technically, we're coming to you early, but this is to explain to you guys. From now on, you will be getting the show on Thursdays. And, uh, and you know, it's going to be good stuff. And also, I feel like it also helps us out. Because when we were doing it on the weekends, it would fucking never fail that some big news would come out on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would usually uh, gather news like throughout the entire week, and then that's when we would do it. But now it's going to be, the news will be newer. When we deliver well, the thing it. about it, the middle of the week is nice because you get the end of the week news in the box offices yeah. for all the movies that come out. Yeah. And then usually the beginning of the week is when the news drops in the weekends. Right. For like horror movies. So it's good. I think all the way around and it gives us time to prep. And this is uh, this upcoming weekend's a big one. Candyman hitting theaters. That's right. I'm going to be going. This is exciting. I'm going to the theater to see Candyman. I want to go so bad, but I just cannot listen, man, bring myself to. Listen, I'm going to say this to you one time. One time only. Me and Ron were the only two people. Well, there was one other person that came in. There we were. There was three people in the showing that me and Ron went to uh, Don't Breathe 2 this past weekend. What time of day was it? It, it was 11.40 a.m. Yeah. But I'm going to also tell you this. I've been to movies at 3 p.m. and only had seven people. The, the most people that I see in the theater is on Thursday premieres. And I have not seen more than and in the big theaters because I've only been in the big theater. And I've not seen more than 50 in there, which mm-hmm. is fucking in that big in the big theaters at Regal that's that's pretty small right there's that's, there's not a lot of people not a lot of people are coming back to the box office and not not locally at least so i can promise you if you want to go to candyman cuz i'm going to i got to pick a day to go it's it's probably going to be wide fucking open like <sighs> if it was if it was if i would tell you to be more leery wear your mask yeah i will if and there'll I be nobody about. around except the only people you'll be sitting next to is if ron goes me and ron which you're around us anyways. And, you know, it's we get a little close when we do. We, we've been known to cuddle with each other. Yeah, but I'm just saying that the theater is... The, literally, I swear to God, don't breathe too. 
There was me and Ron, and the guy, the other guy, showed up 15 minutes into the movie. <laughs> so literally, it was a private showing, and then he showed up, and we were like, ah. It Go away. It didn't stop me from you, talking. You're not welcome here. Listen, when there's only a few people in the theater, I don't care. I'm talking. Right. I'm treating it like I'm at home and it's a private <laughs> showing. That guy just got, got my insight for free. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I, you know. You have good commentary. Yes. Well, you know what it is? I didn't talk the whole time. I'm not that rude. But there was some scenes where I had to be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so uh, we're not doing a review of Don't Breathe 2. Mike C. hasn't seen it. But if you do want to know about it, uh, I, I on the Three Founders podcast, we broke it down this week. Our full-on review uh, over there. We do the nerd scale, which is just a kind of an entertainment scale, uh, one through five. Uh, I, I put it right in the middle, which is uh, take it or leave it kind of territory. Uh, I would say it's worth watching uh, if you don't want to. If you don't have an unlimited pass like me, I'd say fuck it, just wait until it comes out on Netflix uh, or wherever it lands, wherever it be, yeah, and uh, watch it that way. But it is worth a watch compared to the first one. Better or worse? The first one was better. Okay, this one has a crazier story but it has better action sequences and is there a turkey baster no there is no turkey baster in this but that's what that's what part of my qualm with this movie that there was no baster no 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 not that there was no baster uh without sport without ruining anything um day and night gotcha day and night it, it was like if you didn't if you came into don't breathe 2 and you didn't call it don't breathe 2 you have it a secondary name for it no, you. Other than the fact, if you if you never saw the first one, you'd be fine. As a matter of fact, you might like this movie better if you never saw the first one. Gotcha. Because part of the thing that drove me nuts was the. I don't want to say lack of continuity because there was continuity, but it was it was kind. You you have to see it. I, yeah. I'm just saying, if you were a fan of the first one, it's worth definitely seeing. I still found it entertaining, super violent, uh, lots of action, and I will say this: I thought, and I told Mike this. I th the one takeaway I can give you is I really feel like it was the first real hardcore action movie I've seen that's not really a horror film but still has like that Friday the 13th stalking element to it right there's a lot of that feel of like a stalking horror movie very confined but it's more of an action flick it's not really a horror flick but man there's some brutal fucking kills man uh, this dude I believe it this dude uh, I'm just gonna say uh, remember when we watched the Furies Yes, the furries. The furries. Remember when we watched it, though? And remember the, 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 the famous scene with the, the person who gets their ch face chopped off? Oh, with the hatchet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? Have you ever seen Hatchet? Yeah. You know when the guy gets his face beat in? Yeah. We get one of those. We get one of those. Okay. And it's fucking great. And it's okay. close up, and they don't shy away. Wow. It's fucking good, man. I'm just going to throw that out to everybody if that's a reason to go see the movie. So it was a snuff film. Maybe. It could be. We I, don't I would know. like to see that these people didn't live. <laughs> they were very bad people. They're so. bad people. And there's there's and just like the first one, there's a few twists. So yeah, you'll be excited. And they, they were not a place. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. If you do want to hear spoilers, Three Fighters Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts, look for the latest episode, which is called Elvis Nerds. There's a reason behind it. Uh, and uh, if you look for that episode on the Talking Nerd thing, it's even if you just want to hear the thing in the the description for that podcast it tells you where the the interview or the review is so people can skip over it if they don't want to spoil but if you're looking for it in particular three fenders anywhere you get podcasts uh search uh, with the three if you go to 8122productions.com the links are there and you can stream it from there so awesome either way it's just a way to get a full-on review because we're not reviewing it here right yeah which is fine maybe someday uh, maybe someday I, I don't really consider it a horror film at all like yeah. i'm being honest like the first one with the premise and stuff kind of became a horror movie this one is not at all this one I'm going to tell you right now is kind of like Taken. Oh, it's almost like a Taken movie. It kind of looked like a Taken movie. Yeah. Does they, he have? Let's just let's get this spoiler or no spoiler. Does he have a particular set of skills? Yeah, absolutely, he does. Uh, I'm going to say this, and this I, I don't think this is a, a spoiler that anybody gives a fuck about. We find out why he has a particular set of skills because he's a fucking Navy SEAL. Oh. Yeah, we find I this think they may have mentioned movie. that in the first. Yeah, one. briefly, but I, it was really a Passover moment because yeah. I, I, after it I wasn't went back any, to like, big plot this point. one, they make sure that one of the characters mentions out loud and they say it a couple times. Gotcha. So yeah, now, is there a Scooby Doo ending where he unmasks himself and it turns out that he's Liam Neeson? Um, because that no. would have made a great movie. No, because I would have given it more than a five out of ten <laughs> on my regular rating if that would have happened. Are you kidding me? If, if it was Liam if Neeson, that would have happened. It would have been like a that would have raved it from a five to a seven I or a seven and a half easy, and I will kill you. Are you kidding me? That would have been great. A Scooby Doo ending. <laughs> Are you kidding? There is a post-credit scene. Is there? Yeah. So there's going to be another movie, maybe. I, I'm not. Don't gonna breathe tell you. again. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I'm just going to say, if you want to, if if this is where it'd be great to watch at home instead of the theater, because you have to sit through seven minutes of fucking credits. Ah. But there is a scene. I don't know if it was worth sitting through seven minutes of credits. If I could have fast forward, there was, it was a worth scene that. nonetheless. 
Yeah. Just so you guys know. And get a hold of me this weekend if you go see Candyman. I'm going to you know. I'm 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 pick a day. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll look at it before we leave. I can't do it Sunday because I'm going to the State Fair. Okay. So, so I'll check. Saturday. I'll check. I'll check and see what's going on this weekend. My kid's got a scrimmage at some point in Juncture, but I don't care about going to a scrimmage. Yeah. That ain't that in my bag, baby. And they might not even have a scrimmage if they don't have enough kids to play. I don't right. know. It's weird. He plays high school football. Oh. I didn't know he played. Yeah, yeah. Well, he just he went back to playing, so he's nice. got a scrimmage this Saturday. We were originally going to State Fair on Saturday because Sunday's always a better day, in my opinion, to go see movies. But I'm going to be in Syracuse. But we'll figure it out. I'm Fair telling enough. you now, I haven't been in a theater that's been fucking full. Period. Yeah. There may be more the last people because this, this is a big release. But dude, I went to see The Conjuring in the theater on a fucking Friday night at 5 p.m. and there was maybe 10 or 15 people. Right. But and that's a bigger movie. It was on HBO Max for free. Doesn't matter. And a lot it's, of people it's have still that. a bigger movie. Yeah, it is still a bigger. It movie. is. This is going to be big though. Um, right. But I, I mean, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just telling you. If you're on the fence, and I do, make your decisions on your own. I'm not trying to force you. No. I'm just trying to say, if I'm you tempted. really want to see this movie, I really would I like to see it in theaters. Pro- I have not had a problem in the theater yet. I don't want to wait. I would like to review it before three months from now or whenever it's going to be out. So, And I don't know. I don't know that I would want to buy it to, to see it. I, I, I'm on Although, the fence. I don't know if I think it looks good or not. If you don't live in the 607, don't take my advice on the theaters. Uh, ask somebody who you know or do some reconnaissance. Because I don't know, maybe some places the the theaters have gone back to almost full bore, but here yeah. I have not been to it. And I mean, I have seen every big blockbuster so far that's come out, and the biggest was probably fifty people in the theater for Black Widow. Wow! And that's you the guys biggest. went on a Thursday night to see it, right? Yeah, we went on premiere night. Yeah, Thursday it's usually a sellout in three right, theaters, right. and we were in the big theater. Yeah. They were showing it in three theaters, but we were in the big theater, and there was fifty people. Yeah, tops, tops. We haven't been near anybody. And mind you, out of 50 people, we were rolling fucking 10 deep. Right. So the 10 of those 50 were us. So there's only 40 people that we didn't know. Like I said, I've, I've, I've seen very few things. Like I said, I went to Conjuring on a Friday night at 5 p.m. And 15 people, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Tops. I didn't count, but maybe 15. Right. Literally so far spread apart. Because huh? I went with my friend Emmett. Just throw I'm just coming in like a hamster ball. Like a giant hamster ball. Just I'm just saying, if you in. wear your mask... And you're, I'm telling you, you shouldn't have a problem. We're not going to be sitting next to anybody. I mean, you're not, you know, if it's me, you, and Ron that go, you can even sit in between us. And I mean, we're wide enough that you're not going to be close to, within six feet of somebody. That's what we call a sandwich right there. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm giving you options. Yeah. Or you can sit on the other side. So, But there's, I've had zero problems with seating and right. people being around us. And with the reclining chairs, you don't have to worry about the people behind you or in front of you because they're more than six feet just because of the reclining yeah, chair. Right. And then next to you, they're usually wide open theaters. Right. Just saying. Yeah. But we'll I know it. we went over this on the air, so maybe we'll go see it after all. But uh, I know the fans at home are waiting on bated breath because they don't want to hear us talk about going to the theaters. I mean, they want to hear us talk about Candyman. And trust me, next week, I will talk about Candyman no matter what because I'm going to see Candyman. But they want to hear us talk about horror movies horror news and i can tell them in the second half of the show we are going to talk about the fan film that's free to everybody on youtube jason rising yes it came out on friday the 13th we waited a minute just so everybody could get a chance to see it before we talk spoilers on it we are going to talk about jason rising during talking horror in the second segment of this show but before then i think we have to drop some horror news knowledge on all of these folks that's right nothing says horror like los del rios that's right is it rio los del rio los del rio they had a big career they had the Macarena. They had the Macarena. 25 years ago. I was a senior in high school when this came out. First time I ever heard this song, I was getting on the bus after a track meet. We had just won biggest meet of the year. We beat our rivals. And I get on the bus, and a guy that went on to become uh, an Endicott, uh, the city I grew up in, town I grew up in, an Endicott police officer, is on the bus doing like the Batusi to this song. Remember the Batusi when Adam West was like dancing around, doing the thing over his eyes? Are you, are you talking about our mutual friend? The cop or a different one? <laughs> I don't know if you know him or not. <laughs> we'll talk about it off here. Yeah. Because I can see that person doing it too. I don't know if you know him or not. He was an Endicott grad, so. Okay. We'll, we'll talk off We'll air. talk off air. But uh, <laughs> yeah, him and my coaches were all like doing the Macarena dance, like just dancing around. It was just, that. that's what I remember about that song. So 
happy anniversary. It's been 25 glorious years of the Macarena, and nothing says horror like the Macarena. No, I, absolutely. But we might as well open up the news. Usually, uh, we we kind of save uh, the um, box office for last in the in the news. But since we were already talking about Don't Breathe Two, let's talk about that. It made 10.6 million dollars in the states in its opening weekend. Good stuff. Uh, I think it was uh, total out domestically was like 19 million, and it's a 15 million dollar budget. Yeah, so they made the they made their money back already. If you count worldwide returns on the movie, uh, we were talking about this week in the uh, in our box office report on Three FN. So yeah, yeah. Good it had stuff. a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah. It says it's made twenty seven point seven at this point. That's probably uh, up to All today foreign, and, yeah. and overseas yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. and everything. So, um, well, I'm assuming that's the world grand total worldwide. Yeah. Plus, you know, obviously the numbers were from the box office over the weekend. So you add Monday, Tuesday into that equation, right? Yeah. What's well, got a bucket of win for them? They yeah. made their money back, almost doubled their money out so far. You know, maybe they will make a third one, and maybe it'll get a better release. Maybe the pandemic will be maybe done by the time they that they will happens. do Liam Neeson versus the, the killer, blind the blind man versus the guy from Taken, set of skill versus set of skills. Don't breathe when you're taken. That's right. There you go. Wow, you may be onto something here. I think that that would win money. If big that bucks. happens, I want royalties on that one. I think so. <laughs> we we've earned it. Uh, Welcome to the Blumhouse is coming back this October. I don't know if you remember that from last year, but... uh, I do. It was uh, kind of a big deal at the time. I watched one or two of them. They were okay. They were okay. Um, They weren't amazing, but they were okay. Uh, It's going to be coming back to Amazon Prime with four brand new movies this October. Uh, It's uh, October 1st and October 8th are when we're going to get the releases. October 1st, two movies. Bingo Hell and Black as Night will be released. And then one week later, like I said, October 8th, Madres... And the manor will be released. I'm just going to tell you right now, Bingo Hell is what I want to see. Oh yeah, I know nothing about it. I'm not even going to look it up right now. The picture was an old lady holding up a bingo card. I'm I'm telling you, I now, was sold. I'm telling you right now, Bingo Hell is what I want to see in my life with for everything I have. Bingo Hell is where it's at. I'm going to look it up right now on the air because I didn't know about Bingo Hell until right now. <laughs> oh, it comes up to Bingo Hell is an upcoming American horror thriller film directed by Gigi Sol Guerrero from a, from a screenplay that she co-wrote with Shane McKenzie and uh, Perry Blackshear. The film is the fifth installment in the anthological, anthological Welcome to the Blumhouse film series. Where's the fucking synopsis, people? Like, well, Why can't we write a synopsis? <laughs> it's a secret. You'll like, find out in a that's, month. That's bullshit. I wanted a I, I wanted a synopsis of this film. I bet you there's some bingo. There, dude. There is no synopsis. Although the picture looks cool. Yeah, I am upset about this. They should have a synopsis for this. Like it doesn't even have a synopsis on IMDb. No, nothing it has on a picture either. It has a picture. Oh nope, never mind. I found it. You found, found it? it. Yep, IMDb. It was hidden though. Uh, in the barrio of Oak Springs live a strong and stubborn group of elderly friends who refuse to be gentrified. Their leader, Lupita, keeps them together as a community, a family. But little... Hold on. But little do... Uh, stop telling me I need that because I don't want that shit. Uh, but, <laughs> but little did they know their beloved bingo hall is about to be sold to a much more powerful force than any than money itself. So there it is. We finally found it. By the way, it was like down the page on IMDb and said It the might top. be Liam Neeson. I'm in though. That's a more powerful force than. By anything. the way, I'm I'm in. If you guys oh, want yeah. to know, I'm not even joking. Bingo Hall, and it stars uh, Andrea Barraza, L. Scott Codwell, and uh, jo- Joshua Caleb Johnson uh, is who's listed on the front. So a lot of mystery, but it looks pretty cool. I'm a fan of them, and I have Amazon Prime, so I'm probably gonna watch all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't get through all of them last year. The first one I started with was the one with uh, Joey King. Um, her friend gets abducted, and she's kind of at the center of it. They don't know if. If she killed her friend, or if the friend was taken, or yeah, whatever. yeah, I think that well, with it, it being was okay. anthology, they're kind of just you know to doing little things. Yeah, it's okay. I liked it, and I'm a, like I said, Bingo Hell has won me over just the manor, from the name. The manor sounds like it's a haunt. A couple of them sound like they're gonna be like haunted house. Yeah, type movies. but I'm just saying yeah. that is a unique name, and that's always gonna win me over. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like something you'd watch with Lamageddon. Exactly, and that's why I mean it's gonna be better. Well, maybe not. Lamageddon was I, the greatest. Uh, don't go <laughs> the, that far. The greatest uh, film experience of my entire life. You watch your mouth. Don't go that far. <laughs> What's up next? Uh, next up, uh, we got some Shutter news. Uh, Shutter's announced a brand new docu series called Behind the Monsters. Uh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be absolutely awesome. It's basically, um, you know, cursed films. When they released that, it was like one film per episode that was supposedly yeah. cursed and this yeah. and that. Well, this one is going to focus on the greatest horror villains of all time. Each episode is going to focus on a single character. The first season is going to consist of six episodes. They're going to spot like Candyman, 
Chucky, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and Pinhead. Series premieres October 26th on Shudder. Too bad they couldn't premiere the Candyman episode this week, you know, right before the Candyman yeah. movie, because I think that would have been a win-win for them. It would have been a big hit, a crowd pleaser, if you will. I, I'm, I'm being serious. I am too. Although, when they're coming out in October, then maybe they can throw some of the new Candyman in. Yeah. So, you know, because by then, you know, that gives people time to see it. Right, right. Okay. I, either way, I'm going to be watching this series. I'm going to throw that this out This is going to be great. This it is going to be phenomenal. And I like Curse Films. And I'm waiting for Curse Film Season 2 because that's happening. Yeah. So, uh, I, 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 right now, all the documentaries they do, like even the in-house ones and the out-of-house ones, obviously, but the in-house ones are so fucking good. Oh, yeah. Because like, like the History of Horror with Eli Roth. I know that started season on AMC. Season 3 coming up. That's... I know that started on AMC, but it's continued on Shudder. Yep. And it's been amazing. Curse Films was great. Uh, did you ever see the Black Noir one? Not yet. Horror Noir. I plan on watching it. It's very that. good. You said you it was. You should check it out. It's very yeah. good. It, it, it really shines a, a spotlight on uh, you know black horror film history. And there's some really cool shit in there, man. That, like A lot of people I bet you didn't know about. Right. I mean, some people will be able to name some of the things, but there's a lot of things in there that I'm, I'm, I didn't even know. Right. Uh, I liked how they got the uh, the rights to the uh, the the what do you call it? Uh, In Search of Darkness movies. Yep. Both that, of them are on that's there. That's coming up too. There's a third one. There's a third one. Part but yes. Coming. But I'm just thinking they, they they have the rights to them, which is cool. You guys yeah. watch them on there. It's it's good stuff. And then of course you add in stuff like Joe Bob Briggs, and you yeah. add in Creep Show. I mean, it's it's worth the the five ninety nine or six ninety nine. I think it went up to six ninety nine. It's still worth it. Right, right. The phenomenal. one thing I I half am disappointed with when I turn it on is I I look and there isn't as many mainstream big time horror movies that are on there. I mean, Halloween, Halloween four, Halloween five are on there, and every now and then you'll get a bigger bigger name. But there's so many like Shutter exclusive movies, and they're usually and they're really good. good. They're pretty good. That's what I'm saying. And I've I've watched some fucking knockout ones. Haunt is probably one of the best oh, horror Haunt. movies I've seen. Yeah, so. In the past decade easy i liked haunt so much that they actually I, I mean it's nothing really to brag about but they actually were uh on voodoo they had a every week they do a four dollar 99 cent uh sales on different movies and it was on there and i mean i could have gotten it for free on shutter and well, i actually still, bought it because i wanted shutter, to support you it you should have it yeah it's a fucking great movie man so good a host was great and it was host only an was hour excellent. long i yeah. wish it was the only for once host a movie could have been a half wish, hour longer oh they could have made it an hour longer an hour i still longer, probably would have yeah. liked it like that, that was so that was that was what unfriended and stuff like that was supposed to be right I but think it was I saw somewhere good. that they're going to do a sequel to that i hope so some kind of a follow-up you know what i think that they a short film was what they made and then they were like you know what? People liked it. Let's do another one. And yeah. I'm all for it because it was good. And it was perfect for the pandemic. People got to it just Zoom. And good. It worked. I it think worked. it makes it more real because everybody was doing Zoom yeah. shit. So, yeah, check out Shudder. I mean, they've got, if nothing else, I mean, you know, they do have some really good movies that are on there, but great series, great documentaries. Um, and this this one is going to be big. Yeah, this is I'm one that it. I'm guessing that next October you'll see it on AMC. Oh yeah, probably because that's usually their mo. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, but I'm big. On, I, I'm, I can't wait to see this. <clears throat> Speaking of AMC, uh, it's been announced. There's no surprise here whatsoever, but it's been announced. AMC's Fear Fest will once again be back for the entire month of October. Last year, of course, was the first year they did it for the entire month of October. It was amazing. Even though I've seen every one of those movies about 150 times each, it was I mean, still amazing. That's good. I love that's it. It's on my case. TV all day. I'm working from home. I had that going on my TV. The whole time when I was working at work, we had a TV near where I where I sat and I had it going every every, every October. I've got that on, but uh, the entire month of October, starting October first, going right through October thirty first, uh, it's going to feature eighty horror films this year. I believe that's what the total was last year too. Uh, I do believe so. Uh, it once Sounds again, they, familiar. They put out a tweet about it. it says this year's hashtag AMC Fear Fest will feature eighty different horror films, a mixture of the classics we all love and some of the hottest newer films out there for you to enjoy. Uh, the lineup has not fully been listed listed yet, but a AMC has promised that there will be Halloween, Underworld, Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, Final Destination, The Shining, and Scream, along with brand new seasons of Eli Ross, History of Horror, and the second season of Shudder's Show will all be airing during uh, Fear Fest. Uh, once again, when I say Halloween stuff, we don't know which ones. We don't know if they're going to play all of them. We don't know how that works. They're just saying that these are some of the movie titles that you will definitely see during uh, Fear Fest. Plus more. Right. In most years, they get Halloween, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, Halloween 6. Last year, they had Halloween uh, H2O, I think, for the first time. For a long time, they didn't get Sounds that. Sounds about right. Um, and uh, they usually have at least one of the Rob Zombie remake movies. Um, this A couple months ago, they had Halloween 2 on. It was, it was a, a Friday night. And uh, they actually showed a couple Halloween movies. It was like a halfway to Halloween type thing. But uh, Halloween 2 was on there for the first time in over 10 years, I think it was. So that Halloween 2 may be on there. Um, I love 
I, the first time I ever saw Halloween 3 actually was on there uh, almost 20 years ago. Um, I'll watch that movie any way I can get it. I, I own it on digital. I own it on DVD. I think I got two different copies of it on DVD. I'll watch it on TV every time it's on. So, uh, you know, it's always a fun time. It's it's just such a cool month. Um, can't wait. So it's, it's, uh, it's exciting that that's going to be back. Um, speaking of Halloween, the Halloween Kills soundtrack. I know that the professor is, is going to be going right out and getting this. Halloween soundtrack will be available October 15th, same day the movie hits theaters. As it should be. I hate when they bring it out. I hate when they bring it out earlier uh, than when the it's in the theaters because then usually there's a spoiler in the titles of the songs and that just annoys the shit out of me. Right. But uh, to be clear, uh, you just brought up the professor. Fool this man! We ain't forget about him. No. How could you? Yeah. He's probably wearing his bow tie right now. I bet he he's eating is. some some spaghettios with a bow tie on. Uh, I'm assuming he's probably eating that while he watches his mother mow the lawn. Yeah, which we all have figured out at this point that she does that naked. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've got pictures of it. True. You've seen them too. I've seen them. Trust me, you want to, maybe maybe we'll put it up on Facebook. Yeah, we, you never know. You never know. That should be our profile picture on Facebook for Horizon 607 because that was horrifying. There you go. All right, and uh, the last piece of news, uh, and this is sad news, uh, I usually kick off. Uh, the news with this kind of uh, information that we're giving, but uh, sad news to pass along. Marilyn Eastman, who played Helen Cooper in the original Night of the Living Dead, sadly passed away August 22nd at the age of 87. Um, just, you know, sweet. We, we couldn't possibly be more sad to hear something like that. It's, uh, you know, I know that last month we talked a lot about uh, George Romero's movies, and I wasn't a big fan, but I've always said that Night of the Living Dead is one of my probably top ten favorite horror movies ever made. I think it's amazing. She was great in that. She was believable, and um, you know, just condolences to her family and friends and uh, everybody that's ever worked with her and had anything to do with her. From By all accounts, she was an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's uh, a shame. Uh, great stuff. Live on forever. Condolences sent out to everybody. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a shame. This is sad news to hear of this week. Absolutely. All right. That's all we got for the news this week. Yes. Uh, before we go any further, let me just let you guys know if you would like to get a hold of us anywhere, you can uh, find us on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Uh, you like and share that page. We're at Horror Zone 607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Uh, also, for all information about the show, you can visit us at 8122productions.com. Find out about everything we're doing over here. There's links there to the T Public Store where you can get yourself a nice Horror Zone 607 t shirt if you would like. The logo shirts are up, and we're going to be adding more to the store eventually. But, uh, T public uh, the the link is right at 8122productions.com also the link to twitch.tv slash 607 podcast we got a lot planned up coming in there and there's definitely going to be horror stuff added at some point uh, right now it's a crazy crazy scene because of uh, everything we've got going on but we are going to uh, uh, definitely be getting that up there as well and of course the wrestling show for all you wrestling fans is now every Monday night at 8pm Eastern Standard Time Myself and Ken M. from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast talking all things pro wrestling. And then, uh, last but certainly not least, if you would like to support this podcast monetarily, patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content, including the Horror Zone 607 podcast. You get it the day it's recorded, and it's unedited, uncut, unslashed edition, as we like to call it. We call it the unslashed edition, and you get that every week before everybody else. Plus, you also get the Three Fat Nerds podcast, and uh, that's an uncooked edition. Nowhere anybody else gets it, and you get it the day it comes out instead of the next day like it normally drops. You get, you're going to be getting uh, the wrestling show because the wrestling show isn't going to be dropping until uh, Wednesday, so you're going to get that. It's not uncut because we live stream it, so it's, it's the live show. And then uh, last but certainly not least, you get the two made for Patreon shows. I love movies. Talking about movies that we love from the past and that we may or may not still love uh, after watching them again. And then, of course, Love is Scary with Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike. Uh, all that and more. For just as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Also, I want to point out, if you join the... There's only two tiers, a $1 tier and a $3 tier. The $3 tier, you have opportunities. We do a giveaway every month. And then also, we give away swag throughout the year. Big announcement, man. We've been talking about We're coming in on it. Uh, if you sign up by August 31st, we are doing a drawing on uh, in the first week of September. 
And one of the the giveaway for September is going to be an exclusive 607 podcast hoodie that we are having made for New York Comic Con. And the only people they will not be for sale. It was not something we're putting up at any the T Public store or anywhere else. It is literally just what we're going to be wearing. Somebody's going to win one of those. Uh, so that's a real cool gift. And then on top of that, uh, I can tell you in October, everybody in the $3 chair is getting a T-shirt to celebrate Comic-Con. That's going to be a swag giveaway. And it's also been decided that uh, 12 months of diesel is the Christmas gift. Oh, yes. So uh, there's a lot of things that, to sign up for. And like I said, there's a $3 tier and a $1 tier. And it really helps us out, especially uh, with the prices of, of doing these podcasts and of going to places like New York Comic Con to give you the best action. But we're happy if you just listen for free. And if you forget anything I just said, don't worry. It's in the liner notes of this podcast. And just click the hyperlink. All right. Well, that, of course, brings us to our first break. But before we go to break, what would it be without doing a little trivia? That's right. It is time for the Horizon 607 Trivia Question of the Week. And I've gone back to a little bit of uh, multiple choice for you here. We're going to make this a little bit easier because this, this is tougher than you think. This week's question is, in how many films has Billy the Puppet been featured in some form? Billy the Puppet, of course, as you know, Rich, being the little puppet guy that's in the Saw series. Mm-hmm. Once again, the question is, in how many films has Billy the Puppet been featured in some form? Is it A, 14, B, 9, C, 8, D, 19, or, of course, E, Haley Mills? Okay. All right. The answer when we come back. Absolutely. Hey, this is Kenna, Padawan J, Coach Tuffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. You know that song if you know anything about Friday the 13th. That, of course, is the song that is playing in the background when Crispin Glover decides to do the greatest dance ever. And I mean ever. I love how they call that ACDC. It's not ACDC. Yeah. It's Lion. It's Lion. Love is a Lie is called the name of the song, by the way. Uh, it brings back such good memories. It's, That's how it's I danced something. at my prom. It's something. Yeah. That's, that's what I looked like at my prom when I was trying to dance. So Not surprised there. Nope, not at all. All right. Uh, well, before the break, of course, we did ask this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. So it's time to answer that question. Uh, this week's question, of course, was a multiple choice. And uh, it was, in how many films has Billy the Puppet from the Saw franchise been featured in some form? Was it A, 14 movies, B, 9, C, 8, or D, 19? You forgot E. Haley Mills. Mills, yes. You know, I'm I I know how many movies are in the Saw franchise. However, that doesn't mean he was just in movies in the Saw franchise. So I'm not, I'm I'm taking a complete stab in the darkness because I actually don't know. Uh, so I am going to say I feel like 19 is way too much. So we're going to say X N on the 19, 14 or nine. I because I, I I want I want to say eight is closer to the amount of movies that we've had in the Saw franchise, not counting. The new movies. So it's either going to be 9 or 14. And do I believe they've put him in enough other movies? I'm going to say 14. Fuck it. A. A, 14? Well, the correct answer is A, 14. Woo-hoo. Now, technically, it is actually 15, but I didn't count it as 15 because one of them was Scary Movie 4. There was like a Oh, yeah. Somebody dressed up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So so in serious movies, it was pretty much all of James Wan or Lee Wanell's movies. There's like something. It might be like graffiti in the background or something like that. There's one uh, in one of the Insidious movies. You see like a little yeah. chalk, you know, on the chalkboard. 
Um, so, but yeah, 14 movies. See, I, I knew it paid off to not just go with the amount of Saw movies. That alone. had a little bit of a feel of like, who wants to win a millionaire? The way you, uh, the way you thought that one out. I'm proud. Yeah, of I had you. to do my thought process. I'm like, 19's too much, and then it leaves me with the two numbers in the middle because I don't think it's eight, so it's going to be nine or 14. So it's go. I had to go for broke. Go for broke, uh, and it paid off. So. Uh, we are going to talk about a fan film as the talking horror segment. And that fan film just came out on August 13th, 2021. You can watch it for free on YouTube because as a fan film, you can. Please do and support it. Hit that like button when you watch it, uh, unless you dislike it. But I would still say support them. Uh, and also keep your eyes open. I'm going to say to Indiegogo and uh, Kickstarter and stuff because when they're doing these fan films they can't make money off of them but it does help them cast people it does help them you know get with props and stuff but they always give out some really cool gifts uh, and some of these have amazing posters me and Mike C were just talking about the posters alone yeah, and a lot do. of them give out posters during their Indiegogo so keep your eyes posted I gotta remember to start doing more of uh, my eyes posted on Indiegogo just so I can get some posters Yeah, because I, I believe it or not the posters are worth it and sometimes you get the poster uh, blu-ray combos for like 25 bucks and really? they, sometimes they have even more stuff if you want it's, it's some cool stuff so support fan films especially since we can't have a real Friday the 13th film because fuck Sean Cunningham there it is. I almost went to Monster Mania just so I could tell him. <laughs> tell that him exactly person. what you thought of him. But then it costs a hundred bucks to get a, <laughs> to, 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 to get that close to him. So I was like, yeah. "Fuck that! He ain't worth a hundred bucks." Yeah, and on top of that, they're going to escort you kindly out of the building if you do. Eh. Might have been worth I've it. Been, I've been, I've been, I've been kicked out of better places. <laughs> I've been kicked out of classier places. That's true. I could have taken Diesel with me. He's a classy broad. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, of course, it's got a. There is no budget because it is a fan film. Uh, they did. They, this was supported on Indiegogo, uh, which is nice. Uh, it is brought to you by the people over at Red Crow Films, with association with Womp Stomp Films. Of course, you should know them because Womp Stomp Films brought you Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow, and pretty soon, Never Hike Alone Three. Jason takes Crystal Lake, followed by Never Hike Alone Four. The final hike, and I, I'm not joking. Those are the names, and I'm, I dig it. So yeah, anyways. I do too. So, anyways, uh, it was written by Robert Blanche, Maurice J. Cardwell, and additional script materials were written by Vincente DeSanti himself, the man who brought you. Who was movies. also in the movie. He was He's also in the, the movie, uh, yes. Hustler magazine or whatever. That he had is there. true. He was. Uh, I was a directed, magazine. directed by James Sweet. It's got a runtime of 55 minutes. Uh, so I'm. We're gonna go talk about it. Get full on into it. Uh, Are we going to do spoilers? Yeah. Okay. We're talking spoilers. All right. We're You've been warned. Spoilers. You've been warned. Right You've now. had time to watch it. Three, two, one. We're talking spoilers. We brought it up last week. You Not know to it's mention available. it's free, and you can stop right now. We can pause this if you're at home or wait till you get home. Watch it on it's YouTube. It's worth it. And it's, it's worth it. it. Less it than an hour. It's less than an hour. It was good. Check it out, and then come back and listen to the rest. So spoilers are going to start right now. Three, two, one. We're in the spoiler zone. Okay. So I'm not going to go all the way through the movie. We're kind of going to skip over some beats, obviously. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about what I thought was great and you thought was great. So this movie opens up and we it opens up with it being a direct sequel to uh, Friday the 13th Part 4. Yes. Uh, the There is people who are complaining that he is dead in a field. <laughs> but um, once again, we're talking about a fan film. You got to give him some leeway. But he the, the fact that they had the hammer next to him yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the machete and the axe. Like that was pretty cool. Like I thought that they 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 paid close enough attention to put some detailed stuff around him to let you know that yeah, this was kind of where we're at. Right. So shortly after we open and with hey, who's to say that Tommy Jarvis and his sister didn't drag him out into the woods behind their house and throw that stuff there and yeah, leave him? We there. Don't know. You know, we, we don't, don't know. We don't know. So for people complaining about that. So while we're opening, we get some backstory from uh Sheriff Pete Daltrey's uh, voice who uh, we find out is, is played by Kyle Va Van Hine. Uh, he is the son of the sh current sheriff, because the current sheriff, uh, when we meet this, was... Uh, where is the current sheriff? Because I want to give him a shout-out. And we don't have him. We, we have Deputy Miller and Deputy Cunningham. <laughs> mm. They're going to come in uh, series. But anyways, so what ends up happening is he's, he's saying that, you know, my dad used to tell me Legends of Crystal Lake and the things that happened, and then we get uh, short up on... Deputy Cunningham played played by uh, what's his name here? It is Patrick D. Green and Deputy Miller played by Rochelle Mezquiz. And they uh, go in and then the sheriff and they go into Crystal Lake, even though they're not supposed to. And as they drive in, uh, they start digging the shallowest grave of all time. 
There's this giant box with chains on it in the back of the car. Only two chains, though. Two chains! And they lower this box into this small hole. And uh, the deputy will not go back in to lock the box, so the sheriff does. And after he locks the box and makes some lewd comments to him, a hand breaks through the box. Jason's alive. And the sheriff puts some bullets in him, and they bury him in a shallow grave. And then we fast forward. So this is 1984. There's some cues there because the deputies are talking about, I feel, did you see that Jarvis boy? He was really terrified. So it takes place in the world where it was. Right. And we come to present day. So present day, the original sheriff has passed and his son, which we just talked about, Sheriff Daltrey, is now the sheriff. And he's at his dad's grave and he's talking to his dad's grave. And uh, he gets a call from his deputy, uh, who is Eve Glover. And uh, there's been an incident at the funny farm. It's, it's true. It, what they, they go back and they take a nice plot device from part five. And this is for, literally, it is, is a women's, mental, not mentally well, juvenile funny farm. Now, I'm going to point this out. It is for juveniles. The yeah, actresses we get. I'm pretty sure they were older than me. Bro, the actresses we get are, uh, and mind you, the actresses did a great job. Uh, Lisa Sorensen, Jenny Vaughn, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Garrett are your three. And it's Serena, Bobby, and Alex. They are your three escaped juvenile. And Bobby is playing Bobby Walker, but played by Jenny Vaughn, is, a, how do I say this in a nice way? She is a, a butch lesbian. Okay. That's what they call her in the That's movie. That's what she call her in the lesbian. Yeah. But she's a butch lesbian. And she looks like she's about 50. Yeah, she's definitely older than me, and she would wreck me if I got into a fight with her. But she looked again, like nothing she's, on them. She's it's just tough. funny that they were juveniles. Yeah. But what happens is a guard at the at the place uh, was obviously trying to come out to one of them, and how they escape is they murder him, but they also cut off his dick, and they, they give you a nice little shot of the guy's penis, which was... Laying on the ground next pretty, to him. It's pretty decent size for a penis. Yeah, throw it out there. he was doing pretty good. Was. So the U.S. Marshals are there, because as they should be, <laughs> for this small town in New Jersey... <laughs> and they're now going to be on a manhunt for these three juvenile delinquents. <laughs> As the juveniles run away. I missed the juvenile part yes, of that, too, when I watched on the it. Sign. By the way. It's on the sign. Yeah, I missed it. even funnier. <laughs> so... Uh, as they're running, and I think they did it on purpose as a tongue-in-cheek, because a lot of things sure. in this movie are fucking tongue-in-cheek. Right. So as they're running away, they come to a, a fenced-off border of what we know, or what we're going to find out in a little bit is Camp Crystal Lake. So they've jumped the fence, and they're, they're running from the cops. And uh, their appearance on the cursed land, because in the beginning of this film, they give you the definition of cursed. So they are on cursed land. They're, they're, their presence on cursed land awakes the evil. Not the B evil that you think. But not the evil you think. <laughs> so out of a grave, Mrs. Voorhees arises from her slumber. Zombie Mrs. Voorhees with zero head. No head. She does not have a head. Just her body. Just her body. <laughs> and she starts wandering through the woods. <laughs> I'm not making this up, folks. Starts wandering through the woods. I will say that like the flashback scenes, the woman that played oh, yeah. her very good. actually was very good. They very had the right clothing, the sweater with the, the plaid uh, shirt underneath that it looked identical to what Mrs. Voorhees wears yeah. in the original Friday very the good. 13th. It's very good. So they did a good job there. But um, yeah, headless, <laughs> headless Mrs. Mrs. Voorhees is wandering the woods yeah. uh, while these girls are hiding out and, and jumping into cabins and stuff. And they're waiting for this third party. Uh, who's friends with the Serena character to come and save them. I think it's her sister. It might be her sister. I yeah. think it is as well. So she's coming with a boat and meeting them, blah, 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 whatever. So now Mrs. Voorhees comes to the grave of Jason Voorhees. And, and, and for the weirdest thing ever, not since part six have we seen a gravestone for Jason, but in the middle of Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> not By the way, this is a hole that the deputy sheriffs and Sheriff Doug shallow by the way is a hole in crystal lake not a cemetery but there's also a fucking headstone by the way also mrs Voorhees is buried in crystal lake with a headstone okay elsewhere elsewhere yeah elsewhere because she has to make a stroll through the woods yeah <laughs> she was doing pretty good without a head too yeah, she was so she gets to the grave and she reaches under to the shallowness of it and grabs the chains and yanks the the, the casket the box it wasn't really right casket, out of the dirt right out of the dirt but he doesn't get up just right away. She has to talk to him. 
mm-hmm. rise for mommy. And then Jason gets out of the box. Well, then the sister finds this area. She's looking for every, and she finds this dug up grave. And uh, the headless Mrs. Voorhees disposes of the sister by chopping her with a machete and she falls into the uh, grave. And then Jason's there and she gives Jason the machete and tells him to kill for mommy. Yes. It wouldn't be a Friday the 13th They're movie bad. without killing for They're, mommy. The bad people are here. Kill for mommy. So now we have the three juvenile delinquents. We have our first death, our first like death that we see, mm-hmm. other than the, the security guard who's dickless. <laughs> and so now we go back to the fence. I might be a little out of order. It doesn't matter. We it go back matter. to the fence, and the U- two U.S. Marshals and the sheriff and the deputy are all the fence. By the way, the one U.S. Marshal is named Bear, and he's amazing. He's glorious. Yeah, he was. He was great. He's, he's glorious. We haven't had... And listen, Bear is kind of... Is a great one. And then there's also Jed. Jed's a little bitch. Yeah. But Bear is... Bear was the man. Bear is all that is man. Anyways, if this had a real big budget, he would be played by the same guy who played Bear in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Mm. It's the same character name, by the way, too. Yeah? Because they did call him Bear. Yeah, you're right. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> so... They're at the fence, and this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. They're like, why, you know, going there? It's like, you kind of give them, well, you know, some things happen. It's urban legends. And then it got mired in a lawsuit for the last couple decades. <laughs> they said it so seriously, though, too. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, they, they just closed it off because, you know, it got mired in a lawsuit for the past couple decades, and they just figured, <laughs> why not just fence it off? Right. <laughs> so they jump the fence and they go look for these juvenile delinquents. Now, by this time, uh, Serena has found her down dead sister and uh, she has now been introduced to Jason. <laughs> yes. She tries to tries paddle to away, away in, a in, the, in a canoe, which she can't paddle. But also the tie for the, pa- the canoe is on shore. So Jason just yanks her back in. She does get the upper hand on Jason. Gets back in the boat, tries to get away because she knocks off his mask, remember? Yep. So we get to see his face. She gets in the boat, goes away, but then he basically does the remake of the scene from the end of Friday the 13th, the original movie. Yeah, which was really cool. out of the water, pulls her in, but then she gets away. She's on land. She's trying to crawl away, and then she, I'm going to be honest, great kill. She takes a knife through the back of her head, through her mouth. Yeah, she did. And it looked pretty awesome. That was a cool scene. It was a cool scene. So we got another death. So now we got two juvenile delinquents left, and the police are hunting them, and now it's nighttime in Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, and we also have the headless Mrs. Voorhees wandering around. <laughs> wandering around. She'll come back. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> so at one point in Juncture, they all split up, because <laughs> you do. That's what you and do And then the two movie. felons are kind of trying to find their way out, because now they realize that they think that Serena just left them. One of them ends up getting the almost the identical strap-killing from part five, right? Is that five or three? The strap that goes around the yeah. tree and then the... Yeah, yeah. That was five. Five. Okay, yeah. I thought so. But he, she, one of them gets almost that. It's not quite the same. It's a little different. But still, same effect. Head comes off. It was a Ned. A nod. And then uh, the other one gets their head just chopped off. Yeah. <laughs> just clear chopped off. It rolls down the hill. Yes, and that is that is our that is our friend Bobby, uh, <laughs> the, the lesbian. And so they finally find the bodies of these folk, these juvenile delinquents. And Bear, of course, he's got a like a military gun with a laser pointer on it, and he is not afraid of fucking no one. So he's like, and he's a tracker. He's tracking shit. He's like, ah, oh, these girls didn't die by the hands of themselves. Something, <laughs> there's some, someone way larger out here. Yeah. So he goes off. Uh, the sheriff lets him go off. He's going to go get the other three, and they're going to go back and call in some reinforcements. But when they come back, of course, bitch-ass Jed is like, you left Bear out there? Now, listen, Jed. Listen, if I was in this movie, I'd be like, listen, Jed. What are you going to do to help Bear? Bear's got this. You don't. <laughs> but we don't get that. Instead, they just... But basically, the sheriff's like, yeah, let him go. <laughs> right. But this is my one problem with this movie. Out of all the problems you could have, my one problem is this is where they have to have dialogue. So now you know that somebody's killing people in the woods. You're now looking for that person. And this is the time where the deputy has to look at the sheriff and go, I'm not going, I'm not following you anywhere right now or doing any of this until you tell me what's, ha- what's happening. So then he has to go through the whole, well, you know, there's a killer named, you know, Mrs. Voorhees. And then Jason came back, watched her get killed. And then he killed a bunch of people and then he died. And then my dad and some people buried him out here. But why do we need that? 
Meanwhile, while that's happening, you can hear gunfire because Bear <laughs> has now thought that he has located Jason, which he doesn't know who it is, but we know. Right. And they're trying to drown him out, so they have Judd go over and act like he's taking a piss. Oh, that's right. That did happen. Remember? I forgot about that. And so then he sees I'm him I'm going to go pretend I got a piss. Yeah, so then he sees him move, and he lights that motherfucker up. But guess what? It ain't Jason. It's Headless Mrs. Voorhees. He lit up, but she's not dead. No. She's still coming at him. She's still coming. Yeah. And then Judd eats it, and then Bear eats it. He didn't get to use the laser pointer very well. No, not very well. Then, 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 then Bear eats it, and then we are down to the two deputies, and they uh, there's a standoff between Jason and the sheriff, and he lops the sheriff's hand off. Somehow the deputy does save him. They go back to the funny farm. That's where we get our good friend Vincente DeSante and, and his cameo appearance in this movie. Yeah, by the way, the sheriff's station is inside a barn. Yes. In the middle of the woods. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so they go back there. Jason is in hot pursuit. He's got a chainsaw somehow. We're not sure how. Yeah. But he has a chainsaw. He got a hold of a chainsaw. It means that reminded me of part seven. So, with so the, when they go back to the station, if you will, they start putting out an SOS. Oh, no. I forgot the part where she's in the, the hut. So she finds Jason's little hut and she hides under the floorboards under some dead bodies in Jason's oh, yeah. little hut. I forgot about Reminiscent this part. of part two. And of course, he knows she's there. But while she's there, she's making radio calls. And we go to a house where somebody is enjoying a nice glass of wine. We don't get to and see painting. what it is yet in painting. And they hear it and they get up and they get their keys. And then Jason finds her and she get, she escapes. Whatever. Anyways, I've almost forgot that part because yeah. that part's important. That's important. So they get there. They're like, shut the door. Now, mind you, the whole time you can hear the chainsaw. So this dumb deputy's like, what are you talking about? There's somebody outside. Who cares? They're like, shut the door. You can hear a chainsaw. Sure enough, that guy gets slaughtered with a chainsaw. <laughs> then the sheriff almost gets it. But then the deputy knocks the chainsaw off. She grabs the chainsaw and she run, 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 run right through Jason. Pretty brutal, too. Pretty. Yeah, it was. Well, that's going on. Headless Mrs. Voorhees finds the shack and finds her head and reattaches it. Yeah. Well, that's what you do when you're wandering around headless. You know, and you got to find your head and put it back on. Then we get the cameo appearance. Then we, we find out who got the SOS call. It was Adrian King. Yes, it was. It was old Alice Hardy. And she comes back. She's still alive in this. Yep. And she's like, I've been waiting for this motherfucker for years. And then Mrs. Voorhees comes back and tries to ruin the day. So she cuts her head off again. <laughs> yeah. And then Jason tries to come back, and she kills him again. Yep. Well, she, yeah. 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 And then we get a little deposition, and, and Adrian King goes back to her house on the hill overlooking Crystal Lake, and she gets a phone call from her psychiatrist asking how it was. Her psychiatrist is played, well, her, the voice of, by Amy Steele, the survivor girl of number yeah. two. So we had two survivors. Dr. Virginia Field. Jenny That's Field. Jenny Field. So she's, she's giving her some, you know, hey, how are you hanging in there? Yep. Well, as she's putting Mrs. Voorhees' head on her mantle. Yeah, she put it on the mantle. She put her head on the mantle. She, she called her some her. bad names, I think. And yes. then, uh, yeah. Yes. So, <sighs> and that's, that's where we end the movie. That was a lot to take in. I, I know, I know. I kind of went through it. I know I skipped over some beats, but that's okay. <laughs> Trust me, it's still... And now you're going to be like, but you guys said it was worth watching. It is. Yeah, it was a it's lot like of fun. A, it's like as a ridiculous as it was, it was better than most of the... Um, the fan films that have been out there, it definitely, definitely felt like a womp stomp film, especially with the cameo appearance. Of course, never hike in the snow or never hike alone. We find out that Tom Matthews is uh, his version of Tommy Jarvis shows up at the end, uh, and you know they they kind of outdid themselves with this one, bringing back Alice. So and they did a Q and A uh, after this release. They they did a Q and A and they talked about that. And basically they they asked Adrian King about it. And you know they both agreed. Adrian King and and uh, I think it was Vicente Desanti. Where they were just both like, you know, she she was done wrong. The whole thing was about a money dispute, and that's why they killed her off in the original Friday the Thirteenth series. And she didn't she didn't get a right send off. So they're suspending belief with this. You know, it's happened before. Hey, Jamie Lee Curtis, she came back in Halloween twenty eighteen. She she died twice in the original series. If you think about it. So, uh, so you know, yeah. But it, remember, they erased that. But you can be, you can yeah. erase this. Well, they erased, erased that yeah, with yeah. this. Well, you can, they erased every uh, they erased every uh, sequel after four. Yeah. So I mean, Adrian King basically just said, you know what? It was just a dream. I had a bad dream. I was okay with this. By I the was way. too, and I liked that they brought Jenny in, even though you didn't see her. Yeah, it was really, it was really Amy cool. Steele's voice. Yeah, it was so, really cool. It was yeah. really cool. 
But it was a cool movie. It looked good. I it didn't look. This. I enjoyed this movie, especially it, for a fan film. It did not look like a lot of the fan films where somebody just picks up like a camcorder or like their cell phone and very cheaply does. You know, this, it, it looked it like a shot real, very well. It, it was, was shot very well. well. You were right some about really that good, last week. There was really some really good effects in it, and it was uh, a fun movie. It I was a fun it. story. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees' headless body wandering around the woods was great. Headless Mr. Vo- Mrs. Voorhees is great. <laughs> um, so there's not many scores around the internet, but there is an IMDb score. It, it, they gave it a 6.6 out of 10. That's from reviews, averaging out reviews. So that's a pretty good score. Uh, you know what? With my score, I'm kind of in the same ballpark. I'm going to say a 6.5 out of 10 uh, for a fan film. If it was a regular film, I, I got to grade it as a fan film, not as... Yeah, like and I'm gonna do the film. same because I'm not gonna be a dickhead because, like, because then you start getting nitpicky as as being a critic of like a professional film. But as a fan film, it's six and a half. And I'll tell you what, it, it's a, still a solid movie in concept. And if it had a budget behind it and it was do it by a big studio, I feel like this movie would have been super good. Oh yeah, I'm not even joking. I feel like the concept was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was really cool. I could see this as being a way to reboot the series, much like Halloween did. Uh, I could see this being the way. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I've told you what my idea was. Yeah, yeah, bringing back I, all the survivor girls and putting them in the camp. Yeah, but you know? like I said, this is this was a lot of fun too. So I I, I dig it. I liked it. And like I said, for a fan film, six and a half out of ten. That's not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm going to base mine. I'm not going to put it up against regular films. I'm going to my score is going to be my normal scoring method. But you know, this is in the context of, of fan films. I actually would give it probably a, a seven and a half or an eight out of ten. I'd go a little higher than you because it had a great production value and it was it was ridiculous. But yeah, I took a, it was filmed I, I very well. Not, I was very entertained by it. Obviously. If you're talking about entertainment levels, yeah, I was under. This is like a nine out of ten. Yeah, exactly. Levels. Like if we're it going was a on, lot of fun. If we're going on, an, I'm going to have to build like we do for three FN. I'm going to have to build an entertainment level kind of one that's aside from my actual like movie critic thing. Like the only reason I have to take a ride is because some of the favorite dream did, some of the fever dream didn't make fucking sense, and there was some. And I'm not saying kind of. So I I gotta get kind of deduct some of the points. That didn't mean it wasn't entertaining. Right. Like this was entertaining. This was as entertaining. Okay, not quite. It was almost as entertaining as Lamageddon, which is pretty big praise. Nothing's as entertaining as that. So you're That's right, not quite. It's pretty, it's pretty close. It was close. Like I said, if you're talking about entertainment level, I would have given it a 9 out of 10. Because right. entertainment level, I was fucking entertained. Right. And Lamageddon gets like a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10 as far as entertainment <laughs> goes. And I'm not even joking. out of 10, I'll tell I'm you I'm not that. even joking. Yeah. As far as entertainment goes, <laughs> you don't get much better than Lamageddon. Oh, that movie was something else. But, but... I, I like this movie a lot, and I yeah, think you should watch it. You can find it. Just type in Jason Rising on YouTube, yeah. and you'll get you'll Watch it, it for it free, folks. Watch it for free. Have fun with it. And like I said, because they don't get paid stuff, the nice part about it is drop that like, man. Make sure you like the, yeah. the video. Pay attention to Womp Stomp Films, to Red Crow Films. Both of them are doing fan films and across genres. You know, I'm going to just say this, too. Um, you know, in terms of production value, I thought it actually even looked a little... And story-wise, it was even a little bit better than the, the Never Hike movies. Uh, yes Jason no. looked better. Yeah, Jason did look better. Jason looked like Jason. Yeah, Ghost Jason is a is an acquired taste. Yeah, but uh, I thought that the guy that played uh, the 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 um everything you know his costume and everything was great. They I did a good job that. with the look of Jason in this movie, and and really Mrs. Forrest. Whoever did the, whoever did the makeup was really good. Yeah. Bottom line, I, like I said, I, I I do think you should watch this movie. Absolutely. Perfect. There you go. There's our opinion. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and watch it. If you've already seen it, you know, it's still it's still worth watching. It's a fever dream. It's great. Yeah, well, good kills too. Support fan good films. Kills. With that being said, man, eight one two two productions All that information. Drop that right there. Of course, all the links and stuff are in the description to this podcast below. So we're, we're you know bring up those podcast notes. Click on any of those hyperlinks. It'll take you to eight one two two productions. Patreon.com slash eight one two two productions. Whatever. Uh, there you go. I'm just going to leave you guys with that. Mike C, take them home. All right. Sounds good, Rich. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, each and every week for tuning in. You know, we love you. We appreciate you downloading in, listening to us, and having fun along with us. We have so much fun doing the show. Uh, next week, this week, we were originally going to review Spiral from the Book of Saw. Uh, that got pushed back a week. We wanted to give time. I, I believe the maestro is going to be back in studio with us next week. Uh, he's on vacation this week. That's why he couldn't make it. But um, I do believe he's going to be back with us next week, and it'll give him a little bit more time to hopefully watch it. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Uh, of course, we'll be bringing you the week's biggest news out of the horror genre we're getting close to halloween season this is getting exciting once september rolls around it's on that's when i start really watching a lot more horror movies uh so we're we're, we're just about there uh so yeah so tune in next week you're not going to want to miss it uh, i know that the movie came out you know a couple months back but uh, we're finally going to give it a full review and um we're going to go from there with it so it's going to be a fun show 
So, uh, Rich, thank you very much for everything you do. Maestro, Professor, I hate you both. I'm going to punch you both in the mouth the next time I see you. I love you. So, until next week, I am Spooky Mike C saying, see ya.